Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. Thanks for joining us on a minor detail this evening. It's 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. My name is Ryan Miner. You're with Eric Beasley. And dear God, please let this election be over. Right, Eric? <laughs> well, come on. It's been fun, I guess, or something. I don't know. No. It's not been I fun. I mean, like, it's you know, I honestly, I'm sitting here just thinking, like, I'm, I'm actually really sad that uh, I'm on. I only have one more episode of Luke Cage to watch, and so, um, I guess, uh, you know, I guess I'm gonna have to return the reality of the election after that. It's a, it's a nasty election. I've never seen anything like this. I was just watching before the the show tonight. I was watching the some C-SPAN lay on the couch, the 1984 debate between Reagan and Mondale, and it was. It was like the nicest thing I've ever seen. It was like they went shopping together and then had a discussion about policy and disagreements. Well, that's because but, it was Reagan. I mean, and let's be honest, Mondale never had a chance. No, that was a tough election. But speaking of not having a chance, uh, it looks like that this election is is pretty much over for Donald Trump. You know, you keep saying that, and then I keep say, I, I I don't even know what to believe. Like, like honestly, my, 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 my overall interest in, like, the presidential election is somewhere in between, like, watching paint dry and, um, you know, reading terrible Maryland-based bloggers. Um, it's all oh. somewhere right in between there. So reading Red Maryland versus watching paint dry. Got it. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't say that. You did. Well, I did. I did. Uh, so I watched the last debate. And we took a sabbatical because last week we watched the the epic Matrix film at 9 o'clock p.m. between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. And I, I just – Eric, I have to tell you that I've never been more disappointed in the tone of American politics. And now that's – that might not be historically accurate or I might be a little bit off base because we've seen a lot of – if you look back to the election of 1800 – that was a nasty one between between Jefferson and Adams, and um, and then of course when Hamilton shot and killed somebody, where they used to duel people. That would that would be an interesting concept, um, having a modern day duel. Dueling. Yeah, I think yeah, I think dueling a, needs to come back. Could it? I mean, really? Um, would it be that? <laughs> no. What's the logistics <laughs> no, on can't. that? I mean, um, if we well, could make you know, it happen. Is. Well, you know, everybody says that we need to bring chivalry back into society and everything. And, well, you know, most of chivalry was actually a series of codes um, that started in France back in, I believe it was in the 12 or 1300s. And most of the code was actually basically how to be a gentleman in battle. It had nothing to do with how you treat women. There was like one chapter basically saying, don't rape them, because, of course, medieval Europe, right? And then there was like seven chapters on basically battle etiquette. You know, like, so, for example, um, nobility on the field of battle, if they were injured, um, you were not supposed to finish them off because, God forbid, all of their, uh, you know, their peasants in which they were in command decide to become a, a, a rabble-rousing band of pirates. <laughs> you know, you needed the noblemen to keep them in line. And so, uh, you know, we could just adopt the code of, you know, chivalry and, uh, you know, integrate that into our new dueling system. Well, I think so. Uh, but... Speaking of of how we treat women, Eric, I assume you saw the tape that was released last Friday about Donald Trump talking 
uh, as he described it, locker room talk. Have you seen? Oh, yeah, that? I, I, well, I, I've, I've seen that video. Um, I saw that video for like eight years of my life. So, uh, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, yeah, it was, it was, look, it, it was honestly like I, I, everybody's like freaking out about it. You know, honestly, I'm pretty sure that, uh, that I've said worse, that other people have said worse to me. I've done worse to other people. They've done worse to me. And so, uh, you know, I, again, I, to me, it was just overblown. I mean, I've said I mean, a lot of I, things in my, I've said a lot of things in my life too, Eric, that are, I would say, vile, maybe crude, that were beneath the dignity of a gentleman. But let me just say this, and, and I mean this in all sincerity, that and I, I and really I'm not I'm not trying to be a hypocrite and I'm 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 not trying to cast judgment here, but I've I've never ever what we did here on that video, Eric, was unfortunately um someone saying by the mere fact that he is famous that women allow him to um, sexually assault them, and I don't, I, I, I really have a problem with that. And I, and before somebody calls me out as being PC or that's not what he said, no, that's that is what he said. He said that you can go up and grab them in the you know what, and I don't even like to use that word, but even you, though it's internet radio, let's not say it. No, I, I don't like that word, and and if I use that word, Kim would wash my mouth out with soap. She hates that word, um, but. I think that what that did for his campaign, it, it put him in a tailspin. Now he hasn't handled. You know what's more interesting is the PR fallout. He, when when you put his back against the wall, um, you know you have the fight or flight stance, and Trump doubles down, but he doesn't understand how to fight it out strategically, and he blames everybody yeah. else. He calls it locker room talk, and I think the bigger point is when presidential candidates have their backs pushed to the wall by the media. By voters, by anyone really, you know Hillary Clinton with the FBI and the emails. It, it's it's. I look to see well, how do they actually handle this? What is their strategic moves in the aftermath? And what we have seen from the Trump, from Trump and his supporters in his campaign. I mean, the fallout was massive. The debate last Sunday didn't help him, and his behavior henceforth has been a complete tailspin and. Eric, I don't know what you think, but I think Trump is imploding day by day, and it's it's a fire, a constant dumpster fire that is burning that won't stop. And as the polls grow worse and worse for him – and now I just saw today in the Washington Post that the, there are about four points, and I think that's probably about accurate. At this time, Obama was about plus one or plus two on Romney four years ago, um, and – you know, some polls. But remember, but that those say, polls are useless. They don't mean anything. Well, okay. I, I think they do I mean, mean something. Well, no, they they don't mean anything. The only poll that matters is: Are you at fifty-one percent or higher in two hundred seventy electoral vote voting states? And she is. That's all that. And matters. she is. I. She is. You're right. Um, yeah. um, you know, five thirty-eight. Nate Silver has basically said that she's been all of those in in the. In the states, she's on slate right now to get like some 320 electoral votes. But see, I, I, you it. have to – to me, a national poll doesn't mean – it doesn't mean crap, okay? Because mm-hmm. they could have – I mean I, I could create a national poll that would accidentally yeah. Yeah. put Trump at 80%, okay? But what matters is and, – and, and in theory, Trump could win. You know, If you actually look at the electoral map and how the population distribution is, you could actually win like 75% of the popular vote and still lose the electoral college. 
Um, yeah. You know, you could get 51% of the vote in 271 of delegates worth of states. And so, you know, that's, that's how our system works. So what I want to see, I don't care what the national polls say. I want to see what the polls in Florida and North Carolina and Virginia and Pennsylvania mm-hmm. and Ohio say. Because honestly, those yeah. are the only states that ever determined the election. And because we have some interesting third-party spoilers brewing, right? I'd also right. like yeah. to see the polls in Alaska, Utah, and New Mexico, because those states seem to be leaning very heavily towards the third, a third-party candidate in each one of those. Yeah, so that's, e- that's even more interesting. And then uh, Utah, they have Evan McMillan, who is the third-party independent conservative candidate that – Got in. I think in August, the beginning of August, he was he's being pushed by. I think he's sort of the neocon branch of the Republican Party, but nonetheless, yeah, but he calls himself he's a he's a conservative. He's rising in Utah, and that is a state that I believe he may be originally from. I do believe he's a Mormon, and you know the Mormons are, you know that state is heavily populated by Mormons. They're not happy with Donald Trump. They don't go for that. Romney, I'm sure, has a big influence, but he's rising there. New Mexico is going to be another interesting state because that's Gary Johnson's home state. And by the way, I think that Gary Johnson, he he got an unfair shake. However, Eric, I, I wrote on a Facebook page two weeks ago or a little maybe 10 days ago that, you know, coming full circle, he doesn't – he hasn't impressed me like I thought he would. He really hasn't. I don't think that he availed himself – to be a serious alternative when he had that moment to do it. He really blew it, I think. But that's like, the, honestly, the, the chance that he should have had was in being in the debates, which, of course, he was kept out of the debates because yeah, that was wrong. Democrats. Yeah, he should have been included in the debates, and so should Jill Stein and Evan McMullen. Okay, or Edward whatever the guy's name is, the dude in Utah, all right? Like, they should have been included in the debates. People should have been able to hear what they had to say. But, of course, the debate commission said no, because... 15%. Honestly, like... Yeah, because they arbitrarily made up a number of 15%, which Ross Perot never broke 15% in the polls. And so... But they allowed Ross Perot. Well, that's because he was a billionaire, and he had a lot of money, and people were... And he was yeah. popular, and people wanted to vote for him. It's the same case with Gary Johnson. And, 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 and Mullen and even Jill Stein. The thing is, is that Democrats and Republicans didn't want people to start thinking like, oh, I'm going to vote my conscience instead of voting for the lesser of two evils. Like, you know, mm-hmm. so basically the Bernie Sanders people weren't able, you know, Jill Stein is a perfect progressive. I'm not saying that I agree with her, but she follows the progressive ideology. That's that's your progressive ideology. So all those Bernie Sanders people should have gone out there and put Jill Stein you know, signs up in their yard, but they decided instead that they were going to follow the sellout and they were going to sell out to big banks and Wall Street. So now they're back in Hillary, you know, and they can't. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I was going to ask you did the same thing to us about Trump. Basically, anybody that was a principal conservative or principal libertarian or honestly, just anybody that gave a shit about the Constitution. It was, well, no, don't vote your conscience, vote the lesser of two evils back, you know, support the party nominee. And so, you know, now we're in this situation. I'm not going to vote for any of the the major party candidates. I decided I'm going to write in Ron Paul. Um, people have <laughs> challenged me. Yeah, people have challenged me on that, but I've come full circle. I I'm so disgusted with politics um, at the national level, and I just want to clarify um, on my Facebook. I I do believe that Donald Trump is the lesser of two evils. Between I'm sorry, 
I, I'm sorry. I believe that Hillary Clinton is lesser of the two evils between she and Donald Trump. I, I don't trust her. I think that the, the email scandal combined with the years that I have of Clinton fatigue um, has – I mean I would never have voted for her to begin with. However, I am rooting that she wins because I want to see the party and, – and, and I think and, – and hear me out. I want to see the Republican Party – Self-destruct, and it is because it, it's just – it's a massive mess right now. The, the, the party has a battling for the heart and soul, and I want to see the party crumble to the point where they have to force themselves to decide who they want to be. And if, and if they want to go with the Trump faction, fine, then peace out. I'm gone. Um, or if they want to go with the more classical liberal, traditionalist, um, you know, the free market, free – the, eco- the, the economic arguments of – and talk about the, the more libertarian, the civil liberties aspect of – and actually put out something that they're for instead of everything that they're against, then that's fine. But Hillary Clinton is not going to destroy the union as we know it. She's not going to destroy anything that has you – know, it's not going to be worse than President Obama, and I just don't believe that she is the lesser I, – I don't believe that she's evil. I, I don't hate her. I don't have yeah I I have serious concerns about what her presidency might be but Donald Trump scares the hell out of me. He does. He's scary. Well, on every Ryan, both of them should scare you. Both of them should yeah. scare the hell out of you. Okay. In all honesty, and honestly a Trump presidency was going to be just as bad or equal to a Clinton presidency. Okay, both of them are we're we're going to be starting wars left and right. Okay, we're going to be suspending civil liberties. All right, we'll probably have stop and frisk on a nationwide scale. All right, if either one of them is elected. All right, you're going to have, um, you know, the inner cities are still going to be just as bad as they are now in four years. Okay, like you know, Trump Enterprises is not going to fix it, nor is the Clinton Foundation. All right, so right. I mean, honestly, both of them are equally bad. I don't. They, to me, there is no lesser of two evils in this election because they're both just straight terrible. Like. <laughs> One of them has to be slightly better than the other, and so I think I think they're both mm-hmm. on an equal equal par of that of terribleness. Well, I agree. Yeah. However, my my thing is, I think she's handled herself better than he has in this election. Watching it, reading it, seeing the debates, uh, she's she she clearly outmaneuvered him during the first debate, in my opinion. The second debate was a bit of a draw, but on policy, she she talked, but it wasn't about policy. This was about, you know, Trump bringing the the four women, um, and, and, well, three women that Bill Clinton allegedly <laughs> sexually hilarious. harassed. That was hilarious. Uh, Are the, you the, kidding? I thought it was great. You know, I I mean, it was a classless thing to do. I I don't, you know, I just don't. I didn't. That was classless. Um, no, but no, it, it's it only going to get it's completely valid. And look, and I'll tell you exactly why. Because the mainstream media has been covering for the Clinton family since you know the '80s, all right. And this is one of the things they covered up for the Clinton family. They covered up all of you know essentially the fact that Bill is a creepy old man who likes to you know basically you know he likes to do what Donald Trump said. It's as simple as that. And Hillary Clinton has a track record of covering up his behavior. So it was a completely well, valid tactic in my opinion. It, it, but let me ask you this. 
with that, with respect to her covering up the behavior, could it be that, I mean, I remember the interview that they did where she said, well, I'm not going to be like Timmy Wynette. I'm not going to just stand here, uh, you know, as a, you know, a broken woman and stand by my man. But I think that although she did stand by Bill, and I think that, you know, we're no, we have no reason to judge their, their marriage. It is. It is just what it is, but yeah, that's their marriage, their business. Yeah, it's their marriage, their business. I I, I think that there's been politic, there's been fact check after fact check that she really didn't go out and her. Yeah, she was in charge of the damage control, but I don't think she went out and really harassed these women, scared them into submission, and told them if you open your mouth, we're you know someone's going to show up but, and but, you're going to get the the Vince Foster treatment. So. But Ryan, that's what the victims have claimed, okay? And aren't Democrats the party that are saying, you know, we need to listen to victims of sexual assaults. We need to listen to these victims. And basically, you know, the feminist movement as well is saying, you know, every case of sexual assault, we have to just assume that is 100% accurate. That's how we're getting, you know, like this, this insane Title IX enforcement in our universities where, you know, young men are basically driven out of society because somebody makes up a claim and says they were sexually assaulted turns out not to be true, but the guy's life's already destroyed. So honestly, what I think, what I think Trump and honestly what I think his supporters are trying to do is they're just turning that liberal logic right back around and throwing it in their face. And honestly, I think it works. You know, you can't sit here and say, Oh, well, random college student who's carrying around a mattress saying she was sexually assaulted, you know, she's a hero and she needs to be protected and saved or whatever. And then you can't say that, you know, Juanita Broderick is a liar. Okay, you can't well, have your cake and eat too. I understand that, but in the press, these these issues, these stories have been litigated and litigated and litigated over and over for 25 years. And they knew in 1992 when he became the Democratic nominee that sexual infidelity was part of his past. And the media is not like it is. It wasn't. It's changed so much. It's revolutionized with social media. The 24-hour news cycle where the YouTube era is, is here and upon us, and it's only going to get much – You know, I, I think that it's, it's going to get – it's going to continue to grow and to be something where you know, instant response, instant response. But I'm, my point is, is that, Eric, there was never a case brought against him. I mean I'm saying uh, there was never legal charges filed. There was nothing <laughs> yeah. that they could ever make stick. There's nothing. Yeah, and according, but according to the victims, the reason there's never been a legal case is because Hillary Clinton bullied and intimidated them. So yeah, but, either we have to either no. This this is this is my okay. Like I said, both of them are terrible. But this is what drives me crazy about this whole double standard is if you're a Democrat woman and you say that a Republican did X, Y, or Z, you're automatically assumed to basically to literally be bringing the Ten Commandments down from the mountain, and it's like you know your word is infallible if you are a any other woman accusing a Democrat of doing the same thing, then you're a slut, you're a whore, you're whatever, and you're lying. Okay, That's the reaction that's been here, and that's the double standard that I like. And honestly, the more that I hear that double standard, the more that it makes me almost want to say something good about Donald Trump. Yeah, but do you believe the women who've come forward? Uh, uh, I, honestly, Against you know Trump? Seriously. In my – okay. In my opinion, this is somebody who is literally – I mean he has gold-plated bathrooms, okay? 
honestly, I think that if, if these stories were true and that they had happened, that they would have, that these women would have got their payday a long, long time ago. Okay. These are all, um, all the stories that are emerging have happened over the last 20, 30 years. Okay. But see, and that, that's just, again, that's just, we've known these stories that exist before. Well, just like we knew you know, stories was, about Bill Clinton. <laughs> right. I, we knew the stories were out there. I mean, there was a, a, a case where there's a, you know, that apparent, an apparent rape. I mean, we've heard the story that uh, he raped his ex-wife and then she retracted. Uh, there's just so much out there. And then I think that, yes, it's, it is something that is dubious when these women come forward three weeks in advance or <laughs> before the election. Before an election. Okay, I mean, seriously, but, it's just like when they but, start a paving project a month before the election. It's the same it's – a, it's a campaign tactic, and I don't believe campaign well, tactics. Well, no, and I, I mean there's that, that October surprise, and I wouldn't be surprised if NBC, uh, they had that video, and they knew, when, they knew the right exact time to release that. I mean it was, it, was, it was a golden moment when they released it. I mean, Eric, it was – we were in the mist. It was like October 8th. It was a month before the election, uh, two days before the second presidential debate. It dominated the weekend cycle going – it was strategic. It was tactical. It was brilliant. I mean on a campaign front, that was a brilliant release. I have no doubt that they had that video well, bef- well in advance, and they were just peppering it and getting it ready yeah. to, to launch. Ryan, listen to what you just said. You basically just said that NBC was acting as an arm of the Hillary campaign, Okay, that NBC delayed the release of the video for, to, to ensure maximum impact to help Hillary get elected. Okay. Of course. Th- I think that's what pe- – yeah, but that's but that's complete BS. Okay, no news organization, a real news organization, would not do that. And I think that's why a lot of people are don't believe these story. These stories keep coming up, and like here, you just explained exactly why people think that these stories are fake and that they're being that they're being contrived mm-hmm. because this that, entire controversy. Like- was contrived. NBC could have released it at any point during the last year. Like, why couldn't they release this right after Donald Trump announces he's running for president? Okay, well, because Eric, they wanted. I him think that to get through the had it been during primary. the had it been during the primary, um, everybody knew that Hillary Clinton, including <laughs> including the WikiLeaks and and in her emails, they wanted to face Donald Trump. Had it been a different Republican nominee, and this is the point that I keep going back to, and I blame. Republican primary voters who threw a hissy fit and decided that they were going to upend the entire party by putting the worst possible candidate in the national spotlight and elevating him to a position that was unwinnable. So I blame the Republican Party, and I don't buy into it, you know, and I'll give you an example. People say, oh, well, it was Speaker Ryan. It was John Boehner. It was Mitch McConnell that drove us to this. No, 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 no. You were three thinking adults. You have free will to make your own decisions. You might be pissed off, but still be smart. Be strategic. Think about a candidate that you might agree with 70% of the time, 60% of the time, and put them in a position of power and in, in, in a position of responsibility that you know that they could beat Hillary Clinton. Had we put up Rand Paul right now, Eric, this election would have been over. He would be beating Hillary would, Clinton, I think, by 5 to 10 points. No, he would have been winning by more than that. Okay, honestly, I, Rand Paul probably could have—he probably could have cracked 350, you know, electoral votes. Okay, told and you. he would have got. 60. We told you. 
I, mean, I know, we did. We did say it. We, we told like, them he, all. And, yeah, and, and it, that was part of the WikiLeaks. That was part of the email dump from John Podesta, was that the Democrats said it. were the most afraid of Rand Paul because they knew that he could unite. Yeah, and as they should be, because people like Rand Paul could walk into Baltimore City and say, here, give me a shot, and they'll vote for him. That's the difference. Yeah. And Rand Paul because could have replicated that across the entire country. He was different from every other candidate. He wasn't the standard boilerplate Republican. He had a serious message that identified with liberty, and he had a crossover appeal. He wasn't controversial. He was someone that Democrats could even say, hmm, I may not agree with Rand Paul on abortion, but I can say that when standing on the Senate floor for almost 24 hours and, and railing against illegal drone strikes because – in, in, in the name of our constitutional liberties and the protection of the Fourth Amendment, gee, I can get behind that because no one deserves, no one deserves to be killed as an unarmed American citizen by a drone. If you are born in this country and you, you know, that's just the way it is. And I'm sorry, but, but, Republicans. But look, you, if you're listening, you guys messed up. You screwed us. They screwed us, Eric. They gave us right. Hillary Clinton. But, no, I, I, I disagree. No, I, I, I gotta I think that I think this is a this is a long term this this whole Trump train did not start in twenty fifteen. Okay. This whole thing started in two thousand nine. All right. This is this this is this oh, I think yeah, that okay. Let me I'll I'll tell you exactly why. You have the Tea Party movement, okay? You the whole idea of electing small government conservatives instead of big government Republicans. Right, a bunch of them didn't get elected. Okay, at all levels of the government. Okay, I'm not even not even just at the federal level, but the state and at the local level, you had these limited government Tea Party type Republicans get elected across the board. All right, then basically over the next two years, nothing changed. Over the next four years, nothing changed. Over the next six years, nothing changed. Okay, and it was people like Mitch McConnell and Paul Ryan. And who was the speaker before that? You know, Eric Cantor. It was these big government Republicans, okay, essentially the crony Republicans, you know, that, you know, those are the people who created Donald Trump, okay, because what they did is they basically said, you know, what? I don't care about the principles of my party. I'm going to keep spending money, and I'm never going to stop, and I'm going to keep, you know, making the debt bigger, even when we had full control of the House. Okay, you know, Newt Gingrich did so much with just having control of the House. Okay, he was able to get, he was able to force Bill Clinton to become fiscally conservative. All right, Newt Gingrich was able to do that. There is no reason why, you know, there is no reason why John Boehner could not have done the same thing. Okay, but they didn't want to because they like the government spending. They like having, you know, Ryan, forty-nine states have a factory that creates a component for the F-35 Joint Strike Fighter, okay? The billion-dollar plane that can't even shoot its gun for another two years because they didn't make the software to do it, all right? 49 states make the components for that airplane, all right? That's cronyism. That's what it was. They made a big government program. They put a factory in every district, and so now people have to go along with it, even though the military doesn't want the damn plane. What they want is they want you know, A-10s, and they want, you know, and they want, um, you know, they want a new pistol, and they want rifles, and they want boots. 
They don't want all this fancy shit. But we have to buy it because the Republicans in in the House of Representatives have never had a backbone. Okay, and John Boehner. You know, I hear what you're up, taking. I don't think we'd have Trump right now. I, I hear that. I hear what you're saying, but I think that you have to think about a, a, another aspect to this. The original intent of the Tea Party was less government, less taxes, and it all started, I believe, it it it, it was a fulmination of a couple different elements. But then you remember the Rick Santelli rant on the floor of the New York, or I believe it was the Chicago Mercantile Exchange, and. He, he had this rant way back in 2009, and he talked about um, all the things that were wrong with taxation, and that what, that's what I, I think spurred the Tea Party movement. In the beginning, the Tea Party movement was traditionalist Republicans that believed in the same philosophies that we believe in, in liberty, and, and less taxation, and free market ideas, and various other <laughs> true republicanisms. However, wouldn't you agree, Eric, that over the over the course of the last six years, that that message was diluted when it was co-opted by people like Sarah Palin, by people like Donald Trump, by people like Rush Limbaugh, uh, people like Dan oh, Bobino, gonna... who quite, you know, quite frankly, no, no, I, 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 I read Dan Bobino's tweet. Party... Look, the Tea Party yeah. movement got hijacked by a bunch of theocrats. That's what I think That's actually what I'm happened. Yeah, okay. I think so too. Now, and I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put most of those, I wouldn't put half those people in the theocrat category. Okay, that's just me. Right? You and I obviously have different opinions of Dan. Uh, you know, and I don't well, listen to Rush Limbaugh. I, I see. So no, I, I don't, I don't either. But I'm saying that I see Dan's tweets, and he's succumbing to this far, far right lunatic fringe movement, and he's appealing to a very small crowd that hangs on every word, part of that Levin um, style of, of talk radio that only certain people can listen to, and personally, I can't listen to it. I just – I can't uh, see, listen I like to the Mark truth. Uh, no, I can't take the guy. He yells. He screams, and I just – I don't buy into that kind of crap. I don't buy into it. And you know, and I think that's one of the reasons why Dan has lost a lot of credibility. Not to mention that I think he's turned into somewhat of a lunatic. But that's just my opinion. Um, but well, I, I, you know, I digress. Some, one person's lunatic is another person's zombie apocalypse friend. I know. So. Look, I know you like Dan, and I, <laughs> I, I respect that. And I would never attempt to to persuade you otherwise. But I'm just I, I see what he he's doing. It's not the Dan that I used to know. That was thoughtful, reasonable. And it's not the kind of guy that you think, oh, liberty. Well, I'm going to block anybody on Twitter that I disagree with. Like Dan, grow up. Seriously, I, I, I you know, if you're going to if you're going to be on Twitter, you're going to be a national celebrity. You're going to have your Twitter account verified, and you know, you're going to do your podcast. Fine, great. You know, that's your brand. You're getting it out there. People, people listen and hang on every word. Uh, you run for office and you lose three times. Good, fine, great. You know, I, I understand what you're doing, but. People who disagree with you don't do it to, you know, just to pester you. Don't block them. I mean, what what are you doing? I just yeah. anyway. Yeah, see, I'm not I, I'm not cool with that. Okay, but like, you know, I no, I think that the uh, I mean, you know, the the Tea Party movement did get hijacked in a lot of ways, and I think that you know mm -hmm. there are still like there there's definitely different grades of 
tea party organizations out there, you know, like really, this is my, this is my main litmus. Okay. If I, if, if you're part of the tea party and you talk about how like, you know, um, you know, Obama, the Muslim terrorist is, uh, you know, in the white house and, uh, um, like that's, that pretty much right there, like kind of seals the deal for me personally. Mm-hmm. Now I do know a few people who are not tea party who say stuff like that. Okay. Uh, Joe Steffens is a good example, but I think I he does Joe. it out of, uh, I think he does it out of comedy more than anything else. So I wouldn't call that tea party. But when you actually believe that Obama might be a closet Muslim who was raised by like a madrasa in Indonesia, okay, and he's like the Manchurian candidate, all right, I think that's a little like, that's a little too much for me. Okay, like I don't like conspiracy theory just as good as the next guy, but uh, it's got to be kind of reasonable. But that's what I mean. I I think a lot of the Trump supporters. They, they say they're pissed off at government. They're mad at the establishment. And they, they demonize anyone who they don't disagree with. Now, the other side does it too. But I'll give you an example, oh, yeah. Eric. Look, look at what happened with me and the Frederick County Republican Club group. They threw me out of that group because I wasn't Republican enough. Because Fred Profiter, God bless his soul, threw me out of the group and said that I am not Republican enough, that I am not supporting their candidate. I have never attacked any Republican – I don't believe that – unless it's Huff or it's Dolly in that group, which they deserve, the criticism that they receive. <laughs> I have gone and, and defended, worked for, and supported Republican candidates that, that I agree with, You know, 70, sometimes even less than that, but still go out and support them, but yet – I'm tossed out of a group, and because the board of directors have issued their almighty dictum that I can't be in their group, which I've supported their candidates. We've written about their candidates. We've helped fund their candidates. We've helped promote their candidates. And I just think that what are you doing? What what is? I I don't dislike Fred because he did that, but I I mean, get real. What are you doing? Yeah, I I wasn't. Uh, I I think I was building my train table when your fiasco was going on. So uh, just to be fair, well, but I'll, you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Honestly, I hear from a lot of people. I mean, maybe it's just because of the circles that I travel in. But I tell you what, like mm-hmm. I, I think I know more people voting for uh, Johnson than I do for Trump. You know, like there, there's plenty of people who are not back in the party nominee, um, as you say. You know, like I, I, I met a couple of them today actually, <laughs> while I was uh, you know helping uh, Ami Hober out. So. Well, speaking of Ami Hober, um, looks like that. I mean, I her campaign is they're doing the, their level best, endorsed by the governor, and they're 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 working hard. But I got to tell you, they have some incompetent people working for them, and it's just getting worse. And it's and I I love Ami to death. I think she's a wonderful person, but she has hired some of the most incompetent people to run her campaign, and I can't understand what she's doing sometimes in her strategy and it just it's i sit back and kim and i sit back amused we're just watching in amazement that i i I, eric i'm speechless sometimes i mean i'll give you an example okay give me an example because i don't want to you know you're 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 talking in nebulosity here huh give give me give me an example what what do you think she uh what 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 don't you what do you have a problem with well i i i I'm going to refrain from 
I'm, I'm going to refrain from some instances here, but because I don't want to lose friends over this. But I got to tell you, look, look at the attack that they they issued against the the Montgomery County Public Schools. Um, they, they have they they could have clearly talked to you before they send out that goofy press release saying that Montgomery County Public Schools is suppressing them. I mean, they said that they are playing partisan politics, suppressing their website without a single shred of fact. And when you mess with a 145,000 person entity with very powerful people, I'm talking, I mean, they, it's, it's the school system. It's one of the largest employers in Montgomery County. Um, and you accuse them of playing partisan politics without having any facts whatsoever. You, you, have, you create a problem that just doesn't need to exist in the first place. I got a real problem with well, that. You know, like you know, to be fair, because I did a, I, I did a, I did actually email and I did hear back. And it took a, a few days or so. Um, honestly, I don't believe the response that they gave me. Um, their response was complete. No, I don't, I don't, I don't trust it for one minute. Um, quite frankly, I what so what I did is I actually did I, I was able to get a hold of uh, pretty much one of their uh, um, their the people in the ch- uh, uh, technology office there at Montgomery County Public Schools, and I sent them a nice long email. And I basically said, look, you know, here this is a you know I'm I'm a blogger, you know, but oh by the way, in my day job I kind of do like network security. That's sort of what I do, and I asked them some questions that actually would have given me a the right answer. Okay, so these were sorts of questions, and I t- and what I said was like, look, I will not publish anything that could possibly even jeopardize your network infrastructure because really I would get fired if I did. All right, you you could call my company up and they would freaking they would give me the axe in a heartbeat. All right, so I asked them some questions that would have actually re- told me what had happened here and why the site was miscategorized. And the response was basically, oh, well, it was categorized as phishing, and we don't know why, but uh, we're going to we, we're well, gonna fix it. Well, for people that don't understand, can you explain phishing? So basically phishing is when you have a, a website that looks like, say, an Amazon site or eBay um, or your bank, um, but it's actually a fake website. If you look at the URL, it, it's not actually, you know, bankofamerica.com. It's, uh, you know, usually it's some it's you know there there's it, the url is different so what it's used for is to collect credentials um for those legitimate websites so the hackers can either log in there and steal whatever's there or basically you know sell it sell the credentials for money um but they do one of two things uh depending on how well their hacker you basically ha- depending on how well their black market connections are um and so honestly um you know based on the answer that i got i think that they're lying um, I don't believe it for. A I don't agree because they're saying no, I, they're saying that the no. site was categorized as phishing by their filters. Okay, but here's the thing. All right, there's what they the way that these what they probably do. I'm going to try to explain this really easily. All right, so there's large organizations that go through and try to categorize websites that could be dangerous. You know, like a, you know, you ever click on a on a link in like your in Chrome or something, you get a warning. It's big red screen. It says like this site might be dangerous. Okay, so that information comes from multiple groups and multiple security companies that do these sorts of investigations, right? And then they get aggregated and they get sold to um, places that make like firewalls and sell them to large enterprise organizations like the Montgomery County Public Schools. Um, And honestly, 
one of the questions that I asked them is I said, you know, how do you do your content filtering? Like, do you use an external resource? And I listed a couple of examples of external resources that, you know, I'm familiar with that I've worked for companies that either utilize that list or contribute to that list. And uh, they didn't want to answer the question. So what that tells me, because that's not secret. Okay. In all honesty, all of those lists feed off of each other. Okay, so it's kind of like if you're if you're subscribed, it's like it's like getting your credit report from Equifax. Okay, if you get one credit report, it's going to be pretty much the same as the other two credit agencies. And they didn't even want to give me that. So really, what that tells me is that they're either their um, either their chief technology office is incompetent, or they were maliciously blocking it. Now, of course, I mean I, I can't prove that, but I can I can give you my professional opinion. Well, what's about the it. motive? What's the motive to block her website? Come on. <laughs> Who knows? Like the Democrats. I'm just saying. Come on, Democrats just firebombed a freaking GOP headquarters. All right. So who knows what? Maybe some Democrat Eric, would be. Fired. Eric, come on. The, the Democrat. <laughs> just, hey. We don't know the political party of who firebombed that, and and Trump's response was <laughs> equally as ridiculous to say that Hillary Clinton's animals. I mean, this is nuts. That's nuts. We don't know who firebombed that. For all we know, it could have been Trump's own people, and they did this as a media stunt. So, <laughs> so you think it was a false flag operation? Yeah, I mean it's uh, – <laughs> look. Okay. Right. Uh, and now the next chapter I, I, of info war. <laughs> I, I just don't think that – I mean you know way more about this than I do, and I, I hope that we get a legitimate response back from the school system and we'll publish it, and we'll keep at. Look, we're not done with this story because we're going to keep asking questions, and that's one thing that we do well is we just we keep asking questions. But if we do find out that they uh, intentionally intentionally tried to suppress Ami Hober's website, we are definitely going to take on that story, and we'll be the first to call it out, and we'll keep harping on it until they make it right. Um, I don't know. Have they unblocked her? Okay. Here's the more important part. Now that they know about it, which they obviously do, what's their what's the action that they have taken to correct it? And I don't know if we know the answer to that. Um, we do. I did get a follow up, and they did say that they basically unblocked the site. Um, but I don't. Uh, like I said, I don't think that it got on there. Like I, I know how these filters work. Okay. The thing is, is if if one of these like filters categorize her site as phishing, then that that designation that flag would have been promulgated across all of the similar filters around the world, okay, including the filters on Chrome, Firefox, Internet Explorer, Safari, all of those, okay? Mm. So the thing is, is if that was the designation, then when I try, when I try to go to her website right now, it should have flagged mm -hmm. as phishing. That's what should well, have happened, okay? So that's why I say I, I, think, that they're, I think they're lying. Fair enough. You know a lot about this, and I don't. I don't think that they would intentionally lie. I don't think that they're going to <laughs> simply block this website to suppress a political candidate. I know too much about the school system. My sources inside of the school system have even talked to me off the record, and because I've asked around, and they said that the, the Hober campaign. They did not wait for a response. They, you know, they they. Rush the gun, the proverbial phrase of rushing, uh, and and jumped it and released this press release before 
really, Eric, I think you both you know, I both they, they didn't have all the facts at their disposal. And that's why I believe they made a strategic mistake. Now, no press has actually covered it except us. I mean, we're talking about it, but um, that to me says that it's 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 a bit of a problem, and I don't agree with no. it. But I'm not I'm I'm not part of the campaign. But here's the bigger question: Can is she? You know, I, I've seen a lot of the polls that have said that John Delaney is way ahead, and I. I just I don't know if this is the year for a Republican in the sixth congressional district. I just don't know. Well, I mean, I think that uh, if it's not this year, then it's going to be 2022. Okay, and that's that's just yeah, the reality. Of course, I think that I think that we have to put up a fight and we have to do what we can. Honestly, I think it's going to come down to another like 2,700 vote nail biter. Okay, mm. I think it's going to be just like 2014. All right, I think that you know, I, I honestly, I think the numbers, I think the numbers for the most part are there. Okay, I think it's going to come down to so. a nail biter. I don't know who's going to win. I'm not going to pretend to like know or anything, but I mean, when you look at all the the the, the what, there's been three polls in mm-hmm. you know the sixth district for Congress. Okay, like number one, Delaney has zero name recognition whatsoever. Okay, so basically, basically, and he has no campaign. He doesn't have a no, real like, ground game. But he does, though. He does. He does. Now, They're everywhere. They're everywhere, Eric. Now, I'm telling you, they are everywhere. Well, I've never seen one. <laughs> all right? So, I, I understand. You know. But but they they were – they had a presence yesterday when we were in Garrett County at the Autumn Glory Festival in Oakland, which I'll tell you about in a second. They're everywhere in Montgomery County. They have a tremendous operation – and the Kentlands, I, I've seen their operation, and I mean, I'm not going to look. I'm, I'm not. I would never vote for him in, in this election. Ami Hober is head, heads and shoulders above John Delaney, but I don't want to. They, they have a campaign office in Garrett County. They have a campaign office in Washington County in downtown Hagerstown, and mm-hmm. it, I'm telling you. People like John Delaney. There's a lot of bipartisanship there, and if the polls – I know they conducted a few polls that I don't know if I believe or not. There's no way that he's going to beat her by 70 percent of the vote, but ultimately yeah, no. I think he does win. I think he does win. She was the most credible candidate to put up in this election by far. She was the best candidate. She had the best message, and – it's not over. I mean, there's there's still they're still doing the Hober campaign is doing some good things, but I do question some of their strategic and tactical tactical moves. Um, and I, I it, it's just me. I mean, I'm just I'm just one guy with an opinion. People were going to disagree, but you know, you look over at the eighth congressional district with what Dan Cox and Jamie Raskin. That election was over before it started, Eric. Well, that election was over in 2010. Yeah. <laughs> right? oh, like, yeah. I mean, I mean, um, in, in, in all honesty, look, like, you know, for example, I mean, one of one of Dan Cox's opponents was Liz Matori in the primary. Honestly, Liz Matori would have put up a good fight, but she, she couldn't yeah. win the 8th district. I agree. I mean, I and, and that's the, she would have. This is the way that I look at it, Ryan. We have to we have to look at it because we are in Maryland. We're in a deep blue district that's gerrymandered all hell. OK, honestly, if. You know, in in say the eighth in the eighth congressional district, right? Um, in 2014, uh, Dave Wallace got 45 percent of the vote. 
Okay. Yeah. If the Republican candidate, the Republican challenger can get 46% of the vote this year, then that means that we're making progress. And if that's Dan Cox, then that's fine. Now we're at least making progress. There's 1% more of the 8th district that said, I'm okay with voting for a Republican. I'm, now, I'm is that going to happen? I don't, I don't it, think so. But I'm, I'm endorsing the libertarian in that candidate, Jason Wonder, who I think is a oh, yeah, is a, is a, yeah. is a far superior candidate than, than is Dan Cox, who went full on Trump, is like Mr. Trump all, all the way, who clearly doesn't understand the district if he's rallying around Donald Trump. I, it just – it, it's just amusing to watch that, um, and so you know Dan Cox, who yeah, that's fine. I mean, he can support Trump, but I mean Jamie Raskin is just going to crush him, and it's going to be ugly. Um, and I th- and I yeah, fear the we'll same is going to happen. First communist congressman, like uh, in how many years? I don't know now? if he's a communist. He's he's very he's a far straight left. up communist. But he's on a straight some up issues, communist. though, there's no doubt about okay. it. But on some issues, though. On criminal justice reform, he's very good on. He's very good. It's true. There's yeah, there's some here, issues. That... Go ahead. He may be good on. He'll be good on like. Okay, so he wants to you know basically you know reform criminal justice, let you know ex felons like you know be able to vote again. But the problem is, is that mm-hmm. his the laws and stuff that he supports are what creates felons in the first place. Okay, like you know. The laws that people like him support are the reason why Eric Garner got, Garner got choked out on the streets of New York. Okay, you know, there's a perfect example. You know, here's a person who was murdered over taxes. Okay, Jamie Raskin loves taxes, <laughs> obviously. Yeah, he does. Okay, well, so that's Eric Garner was murdered over here. selling cigarettes that were untaxed. Yeah, that's why it was yeah. illegal because there was not a tax stamp on the cigarettes. Okay, so that's a perfect example of and see, and that's why, like, okay, Jamie Raskin can sit here and he can he can pretend to support criminal justice reform, but if he actually wanted less people to go to jail, then he should write less stupid laws. Okay, <laughs> people people don't need criminal justice reform if they're not in jail in the first place. Like, <laughs> that's you know, like how about we start that? It's kind of like it, it's like this. Think about this. Okay, there's an old, there's there's an old adage. Okay, when a uh, when I was doing a um, like basically a combat lifesaver course when I was in the army, all right, we were always we were taught how to put IVs in people, you know, stick saline or hex tend or whatever the fluid was in them. Okay, one of the things the medics would always tell us is don't put an IV in somebody if they're still bleeding. Okay, <laughs> so you have to stop the bleeding, stop the problem, and then put more fluids in them. Okay, so what Jamie Raskin's basically doing is he's trying to you know he still wants as many people to go to jail but he just wants to make their life a little bit easier when they get out. So the first thing we should do is stop sending so many people to jail for stupid things. Then we can go ahead and make it easier for the people who are already there when they get out to reintegrate to society and, you know, reform and all that good stuff. Well, either way, Raskin has this locked up. I mean, he could stop campaigning today and, and not have to worry about it. But, you know, when when a candidate, Look, when a candidate puts p- animal piss on the back of their signs, funny as it is, it, it's it's funny. Okay, I'll, I'll give them that, but it's not a it doesn't reek of seriousness, and I that's where I kind of that's where I have a problem. Are you are you, are you right now? What? It doesn't reek of seriousness. Yeah, I think it, it no reeks. It's just not a serious. Yeah. Well, anyway, I mean, look. 
I, I do hope Ami Ami is going to do, I think she's going to do a lot better than people expect. Um, mm-hmm. Delaney yesterday. Let me tell you a story. I was when I was Kim and I went to Deep Creek Lake this weekend because uh, we had to get away, and then we come home to um, kiddos not feeling very well. So um, I may have to take a sick day tomorrow and stay home. Um, oh. And uh, yeah, so you know, I'm, I'm thinking, Eric that Deep Creek Lake up in Oakland, you said earlier that uh, you're not sure where John Delaney's apparatus is. Well, they were there, but they just got booed because I was with the team. I was with Team Hogan, and Delaney was well be. I think he was somewhere behind us. And so we walked up, and i got to tell you this story. We went to Denny's in Oakland. Uh, we stayed in – we stayed in um, – and, and, and McHenry, which is the Deep Creek Lake area. And then we drove to Oakland yesterday morning and had um, a, a early lunch at Denny's. And all of a sudden, Kim, Kim sees um, state troopers walk in and two guys that are dressed in like plain clothes but are kind of dressed up a little bit. And Kim says, I bet you 100% the governor is coming. And, I'm, and I was like, oh, all right. And sure enough, about 10 minutes later in walks Larry Hogan and we're sitting at the Denny's and, and Kim knows Larry really well. Uh, she used to work for change Maryland. Um, and I think she volunteered and, and she just, she knows Larry a lot better than I do. And Larry comes up and gives her a big hug and we get a, we grab a picture with him. And then he goes in the back of Denny's and just sits and hangs out with the first lady of Maryland and, uh, his, his team. And, what I love about Larry Hogan is he's just so nonchalant. He's just relaxed. He's cool. There's not a big um, – you don't see this Pop like big charade. Yeah, no, he's just a regular guy who walks in off the street, and I'm telling you, Eric, he walked around to everybody in Denny's and said hi and said, hey, I'm Larry. Nice to meet you, and everyone's like, oh, my gosh, like, wow, and – it was impressive, Eric, and I got to tell you, I really have a lot of respect for our governor. I, I, I believe that he's doing a great job. I don't, you know, there's obviously some a few policy disagreements, but overall, I think that you know, for a guy that has a 71% approval rating, everybody wants to stand next to him, and that and that includes politicians. But so Delaney was there. Kim and I were walking. We, we walked in the center of town before the start of the parade. We actually held the the Change Maryland banner for. Like Hogan was standing right in front of us the whole time as we were walking in the parade, and Eric, he just got a huge reception. I mean, imagine up in Garrett County. I mean, oh, yeah. people were so happy to see him. People giving him hugs, and it was just a really great thing to see. And being that last week was his last cancer treatment, um, he looks really well. He's doing he's doing really well, and he's 100% cancer free. And it's just it's and he was like jogging all over the place. He had so much energy, and it was just fun to watch our governor do something extraordinary. And John Delaney walked right past Kim and I straight up mean mugged us. Okay. The guy mean mugged us. <laughs> he, he looked right at us and his little goofy staffer that's with him all the time. Like, you know, he just steered him in the right, the wrong direction. And, you know, I was just like, come on. Okay. So what Delaney, we have disagreements, but you can't even address me. I'm one of your constituents. You could have had the opportunity right then and there to win me over, but you didn't. You turned your back you on should, me. You should, you should have asked him how his governor's race is going. Yeah, hey, how's the, uh, how's the governor's race going, uh, Delaney? You're going to bring up a, a Trump – you know, you're going to bring up your Trump banner up in Garrett County. But anyway, he was walking in the parade, 
he got booed everywhere he went. People were booing this guy. It was a disaster. I mean, I'm surprised people didn't throw eggs at this guy's. I mean, it was a total mess of and and he shouldn't have. I don't know. He thought he was doing something <laughs> smart by being in that parade. But let me tell you, That's this amazing. guy got booed. Oh, he got booed left. It was embarrassing. I felt I almost felt sorry for him, but then I didn't because then I realized how many bad votes he's taken, um, and how Ami Hober clearly deserves to beat this guy, and that's that that to be seen. Maybe maybe there's going to be a miracle in this, and that she pulls it off. And if she does, there's no doubt that she's worked she's worked much harder than he has. There's no she's everywhere. She's everywhere. Yeah, and I'm proud of her. And there's no other candidate. <laughs> who could have had the res- who would have had the resources that she has to compete like she is and i give her a lot of credit the the mailers are coming in the the super pack i know is helping i and i and i and i wish her all the best and i think that that the final stretch she'll be everywhere and and you can and we can say this win or lose eric she ran a dignified campaign oh yeah yeah absolutely i mean and you know hey there's don't worry, there's still plenty of time. I'm sure that Delaney's going to uh, – well, around this time in 2014 is when Delaney started with his really stupid and obnoxious mm-hmm. and uh, low-blow attacks. So I'm pretty sure here pretty soon he's going to be launching something against Hover. Um, that's going to be fun to watch. Well, he already, um, he already <laughs> has. He's, he's suing – or I'm sorry, I don't want to say suing. He brought about that FEC complaint uh, regarding the Super PAC, and you know wh- whatever you think about the Super PAC – the lawyers that I've talked to have all said that it's completely legal. So I, you know, he's he's alleging that uh, that she's illegally coordinating and whatever. I read the complaint, but uh, yeah, I, I read I all think of it nothing. too. It was boring. It's partisan. It's a partisan complaint yep. that has no that you'll find that has no merit. Lawyers have already looked at this. They tried to make this a campaign issue. Robin Ficker tried to make this a campaign issue, uh, and it and it failed. It backfired. I don't. I, you're not going to make this a campaign issue. So yeah, you're not it, uh, deal with it. Okay, spouses give money to super PACs yeah, that support exactly. their spouses all the time. Okay, like that's mm-hmm. just the reality of it. Okay, that's called Citizens United. And if you don't like that, then you need campaign finance reform. Okay, yeah, simple as that. That's what it comes and down. You to. Need to okay. I I happen to support um, tenants of Citizens United. I mean, some people will say, well. You know, outside groups, special interests can spend unlimited amounts of money, but I do believe that speech of spending as much money as you want on any candidate in particular that of your choosing. So I, well, you know, people and, will disagree. You're forgetting about their hypocrisy on this because the same people that say they're against Citizens United have no problem with unions spending as much money as they want to influence the <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like Jamie okay. Raskin and. The, yeah, like Jamie Raskin, okay, the, and you know Frederick County Teachers Association, any any this, the the teachers unions, just anywhere, period. Okay, you know Maryland oh. State Education Association is spending money in Frederick County for crying out loud, trying to defeat Cindy Rose. I mean, but so that's the problem is when 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 people talk about Citizens United, they talk about you know what they're thinking is they think that they're complaining about Exxon Mobil. Okay, that's Eric, what they think they're complaining to, about. I wanted to tell you, Eric, I went two weeks ago. I went to a the Frederick County Board of Education Forum that was hosted by the Frederick News Post, and I have to hand it to the News Post. They did a great job. Great questions. Yes, the audio, the audio sucked on the recording, but uh, besides oh. that, it was good. 
yeah, it was a good it was a good forum and I saw I saw Cindy, I met um Dr. Ken Kerr, um and then Joyce Schaefer, I didn't meet her, but I was actually surprised. She did well, I don't want to say surprised because I can't really merit that to anything because I haven't seen her perform before. I don't know much about her, but I did see her uh during the forum and she she did very well. She's very thorough, answered all the questions and somebody that I think is reasonable. And then I saw Ken Kerr, Cindy, and Mike. How do you say his last name, Eric? I don't want to butcher it. But but well, but, okay. but if you don't like him, if you don't like him, you call him Budinsky. Um, but if Budin- you do like him, Budnitsky. Um. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, I did see those three. Well, what I find most interesting is is that I, I do encourage Frederick County voters to support Cindy Rose. In this election, and oh, vote for yeah, vote for one. But if you vote for any other candidate, um, you know, think about voting for. I, I would say the next most reasonable person would be Joy Schaefer. That's just my opinion. You may have a different opinion, Eric, but oh, completely uh, Joy Schaefer. No, Joy, Joy Schaefer okay. is the one who wants to make park tests um, part of your graduation requirements uh, for well, the state of Maryland. So I, I do. She wants okay. She she has she has been on record as a school board member supporting testing and supporting standardized tests mattering more to students. She thinks they should be more important than they already are. Okay, well we'll leave it at, at that. But I want to say that about the forum, Cindy Rose was she did very well. She was detailed. She <laughs> she was quick on her feet. And, 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 you know, they try to paint Cindy as being this out-of-touch crazy nut, and I, I find that really hard to believe given that um, she's, the only can- she's one of the only candidates who has a compelling story and a narrative behind why she wants to run, and it's the right reasons. And I was so impressed by Cindy's poise. She had – she was – but she was also uh, – she was edgy, which is a great thing, and – there's no doubt that Cindy's going to be elected. I have no doubt. And, and, and what I have a problem with them, who seem like decent people, they, they do, the, the, the other three, they, they do seem like very decent people. They should just admit that they're running as a slate and stop with this cat and mouse game. Okay, your literature is all on one sheet. Your signs reflect that you are running together. And just tell people, yes, we are running together. And here is why we are running together. I mean, I asked Ken Kerr straight up to his face, just Ken Kerr and Ryan standing next to one another. And we had a very pleasant conversation, Eric. I said, now, are you guys running together? And he said, well, we're, we're campaigning together. And I looked at him. I said, are you running together? Well, I'd like to work with the other two. And that still wasn't an answer. I, you know, tell me, don't give me this BS response. Are you running together? Yes or no? And slates really have – I really have a problem with these slates. Why can't that they yeah. – why can't they just, just admit that, yes, we are running as a slate. Yes, we want to stop Cindy Rose. Yes, we believe that testing is a great thing. Yes, we believe that the union will have a great ally and friend on the board when you elect us three. And yes, we believe that teachers should be tenured after one year. Yes, we believe that um, school choice is a bad thing and, and so on and so on. Why won't they say these things to our face? Oh, wait, Eric, it's an election. I forgot. 
Yeah, no, because they're cowards. That's what it is, okay? Like, because they're cowards, because they've been exposed many cowards. times. Absolutely, they're cowards, okay? Ken Kerr, maybe not, all right? But the other two, definitely, all right? Their Ken records was really and nice. their statements. He is very nice. That's the worst part. Like, nice he's a nice person. Nice guy. Okay, a good friend of mine is a huge fan of his um, that was uh, had <laughs> yeah, him as a professor at FCC, okay? Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is, like, he's a nice guy, but... I mean, he decided to run with like a he he decided to run with like a, a, another straight up communist. I mean, Budinsky could be traded for Jamie Raskin in a heartbeat, and you wouldn't see any difference in their in their policies. Okay, like this is the guy that went to Frederick County uh, County Council and said, "I want to pay more taxes." And apparently, in all of his years of teaching government, he had never learned that you can go to pay.gov and you can give money to the government. Like, oh. you know, unless you're Balt- and let, look, unless you're Baltimore City, our county executive will not refuse your check. OK, that's the only people she refuses checks from. So, like, he can go ahead and give more money if he wants to pay more in taxes then go right ahead. I sat next okay, to her but, during the forum. Sat next to who? Uh, Jan Gardner. She sat like two people I'm over. Sorry. Me. Yeah, well, she was she didn't say anything to me, but um, I did her hear her say to people because I, I put my ear up. You know, I was acting like Roger I wasn't Wilson. paying attention. Roger What's Wilson that? and her are like BFFs. Roger Wilson, that's no, kind of like her, uh, her, her aide, if you will. Well, I don't know who it is, but I, I, but I did listen in, and she was saying how, how well that uh, Ken Kerr did, and that they're concerned. I mean, she said, I heard her saying we're concerned about Cindy. No, I'm not making this up. I mean, she was, she was standing right next to me, um, and I'm. You know, Cindy's the the lone Republican on the board, and she she appeals to a diverse constituency, and she's working it hard. And people recognize Cindy's message. Good for Cindy. I think she's going to win. Cindy's going to win this. I have no I, I have no doubt. Absolutely, and 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 we need her, especially here in Frederick County. We need her to win because, like, our man, especially now with like you know now that the Frederick County Council is four Democrats and three Republicans, mm-hmm. like we're gonna need something to you know kind of help manage you know fifty percent of our budget because Bud Otis ain't gonna do it. Um, I wanted to tell you, I went to Catherine, uh, Catherine's our friend Catherine, who wrote the. The Frederick um, Magazine article, I went to her, she opened a new website, and I went to her event on Wednesday night, and it was a lot of people there, and uh, she, Catherine Hebrant, and she did a great job with the the event, and I just wanted to to say congratulations, I mean, we're not, we're we're not going to compete against her in any means, but, and she She's going to link to our blog, and we really appreciate the article she wrote about a minor detail. And we, and Kim and I stopped in, and uh, I, I told her that uh, you know if she ever wanted to share stories or wanted to do something jointly. But good for Kat. I mean, it takes a lot to start your own media adventure. And we, and Eric, you and I, we do this as a hobby. It's like when we can do it, and we write at our convenience and luxury of uh, at the expense of our own times and schedules. But uh, you know, she's. I think she's going to try to do this full time, and and if and if we can make money doing this, I'd I'd love to do this full time, but uh, we can't. So we're uh, <laughs> hell heck no, man. Well, maybe for you. I like my job too much, so you're going to be on your own. I know full time. <laughs> I would love to do this full time. I'd love to do this full time, but I'd love to be the you know the go to source for 
all Western Maryland news, and I think that's important because we could – there's so many – with us, Eric, if we – we have to invest more time in Garrett and Allegheny County. There's so many good stories up there that people don't know about. When I go up there and talk to to local people, local political people, Eric, you and I, there is so much juicy political gossip that it's unbelievable. I, I'm telling you, it's like – it's much better than anything that we could find down here. It, 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 the politics well, we, up there – We need to – we need to develop those sources and find, you know, we have our Frederick County correspondent. You know, you've pretty much burned every bridge in Washington County, so I don't think we can get a Washington County correspondent unless uh, unless unless we can convince Ken Buckler to do it. Um, you well, know, but we need we need a correspondent for Allegheny and Garrett County. That'd be fun. Ken Buckler is such a great guy. He reminds me of Ken Bo- Ken Bone. Ken Buckler is Ken Bone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had him. I had him on my show on last Wednesday. Um, talking yeah. about Libertarian Party stuff is pretty. Uh, it, it was great. Yeah, Ken, and Ken's I think is is developing a run for the Washington County um, County Commissioner race. And when he runs, I am going to fully support him. I'm going to give him money if he takes it, and I'm going to go up there and knock on doors because Ken Buckler, Buckler is a great guy. He's a smart guy. He's always been there for me and has been a great resource, a tremendous support, and, and I consider him a good friend. And when he runs. And I, he's already told people that he's going to run, so this is no secret. But when he does run for Washington County Commissioner, Eric, a minor detail will be right there trying to help him do his very best. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, uh, did I ever tell you the story of how I actually met Ken, uh, Ken Buckler? Uh, no, you didn't. So him and I were on a panel. We, I think we did a show sometime. Him, you, um, it was Ken, me, and you on here, right? And so I'd heard the name. And then about six months later, I was actually out in Pittsburgh at a uh, basically a work conference for um, yeah. va- various uh, VA contractors. And somebody had mentioned that there is this guy uh, um, that, that basically um, my company should try to poach this guy. Okay. And I was like, who is it? And he was like, oh, it's this guy, Ken Buckler. He, he works out on this other contract that we're on. And I was like, huh, that's <laughs> weird. And then I thought about it for a second. I was like, do you mean this guy? And I pulled up my, I pulled up Ken's Facebook page and I'm like, yeah, that's the guy. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> like, I, I, I was like, I know the guy from politics actually. And uh, so that was a, that was a funny little story of how, uh, yeah, it turns out that him and I work in the same contracting field and that, so that's, so we know each other that way. Um, and uh, he happens to be a libertarian. So works out even yeah. better. Ken's great. Yeah. He's, but no, he's, I, I did he, hear, yeah, he, He's, he's going to be running for Washington County Commissioners, and uh, um, you know, also I heard a little birdie that a, a libertarian-leaning Republican from uh, Frederick might actually be running for the county executive of Frederick in 2018. Who? I mean, I, I just heard a rumor. Okay, like I, I mean, I well, can't I, I've heard lots of rumors about. Um, I mean, I've heard that 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 Kelly Scholes could be running for county executive. Is that the same rumor? <laughs> No, 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 she lives. She doesn't live in Brunswick. Oh, who's gonna run? It's me. Tell me. It's this is me. Oh, are you thinking about doing it? <laughs> I'm. I, I was actually thinking about doing it just because it would be a very. Uh, I think it'd be a fun experience. And hey, we need libertarians on the ticket, so you know, might as well throw my hat in the ring. Well, I love Kelly Schultz, and I mean, she's way better looking than you are. So I, I hate to tell you, Ob- uh, obviously. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying I I love you Eric but um no but Kelly Scholes would be like awesome but if you do run um we'll support you a minor detail will we'll, I will I will come out and knock doors for you but 
Uh, that's going to be an interesting <laughs> race because I'm hearing Kathy Avzali might run for uh, Frederick County Executive. And if she does yep. run and somebody else runs against her, I don't care if Donald Trump moves in and runs against her. I would, I would, <laughs> I don't want to go that far, but I, uh, you know, I just remember Kathy Abzali at a District 15 Republican picnic last year during the summer. I believe it was in August uh, or July. Yep. No, it was July. It was late. And she just, and she, and we're all sitting there and she said, well, I was the witness to, a wedding, and she goes, well, at least she married a, well, she married a man, and, you know, the insinuation was there, the undertones was there, like, oh my god, how could, how could two gay people get married, Um, and I just (laughs) thought, Kathy just does not leave Middletown very much, she just does, she doesn't, she doesn't leave Middletown. Yeah, no, Ryan, we have that video, it's up on a minor detail, on an article that I wrote about, um, remember Kathy Avzali endorsing uh, Joyce Schaefer for Board of Education, Okay. Oh, of course, the real story okay. behind that is, is is what? I didn't know that. I I probably did know that, but I just don't remember. Yeah, the the video is up there, and honestly, I was planning on a, you know making sure that that video hits every single person's computer in the county if she decides to run for county executive. Okay, like that. I mean, the attack ads write themselves at this point against Kathy F. Zally. I mean, that right there, you know. Hey, you know, I'll sell you. Look, I will sell you discounted advertising on my radio show if you want to run Kathy F. Zally hatchet pieces um, on the show, like hands down. Okay, I'll pay for half of it. All right. Uh, but uh, no, like that's, I mean, there's video of it. So, I mean, it's happened. And I mean, the, so the attacks writer write themselves with her, you know. And see, here's the I've problem. Also- this, is, this is what annoys me sometimes, Ryan, with people like, you know, the Huff Zolly, okay, um, <sighs> you know, the. The, the Hydra of the Huff Zolly is they never they're really good about not doing stupid things when like it's recorded. That's the yeah. problem. Like heck, I mean, you know, honestly, I wish I wish I wish I had one of the phone calls of Michael Huff harassing my supporters recorded. Okay, because that'd be yeah. great. I'd love to use that against him. Okay, but or but luckily, Afzali didn't realize that the camera was rolling in her thirty-minute spiel, uh, in which she attempted to tease that she might run for Congress one day. And so, you know, but luckily it's on tape. And honestly, if Frederick County wants to elect somebody that thinks that you know them gays are nasty, then hey, them gays. County. Yeah, dem gays. Sorry, I said it wrong. There's no T. It's a dem. Um, um, so if Frederick County wants to elect somebody like that, then have at it. Or you could elect somebody that, you know, isn't a, a raging lunatic. In this case, you're you're exponentially correct in that she is a lunatic and that um, the people of Middletown um, should should probably file a city ordinance to um, to evict her. Or uh, to commit her, either or. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't from know the what. Town. Yeah, I don't know what you have to. You know, I'm not for the executive orders, but uh, I, I will say that maybe in this in this case, I'll I'll make an exception. Um, but Eric, I want to talk to you a little bit about the the Washington County Board of Education. I know it's your favorite subject, right? You're you're right. always your favorite. By, well, no. I always love talking to you about it because you're so amused about the <laughs> Board of Education in Washington County because it's like it defies all logic in in this case, yeah, doesn't I, it? It just I I just 
I just don't get it. Like the, the, the sane, reasonable ones are the, are the socialists and the crazy ones are the Republicans. The ones who are support common core are the Republicans. The one against it are the socialists. Like I don't, I, I, it just blows my mind. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So they had a forum on uh, last Tuesday evening. Um, and, uh, I believe that was the 11th and it was at the, um, the Center for Education Services Building, which is the the main headquarters of Washington County Public Schools, all all candidates showed up except for one, Linda Murray, who is <laughs> very very pro Common Core, a yeah. Common Core advocate, and uh, also who is Eric, incidentally, is the secretary of the Washington County Republican Club. Interesting. I did see her signs up at the Washington County headquarters today. Oh, you were there? Yep. Mm. That's what. That's why it's so I, weird. Like, wait. So we. So we like Common Core. Or we don't fun. pick one, guys. Yeah, I bet that was a barrel of fun being up there. Anyway. Uh, so. Anyway, they had this forum, and there was there's some weirdness that happened. Um. I'm trying. I'm, I'm thinking about all the interesting things that happened during the forum. Okay, so one candidate named Melissa Williams, who is running for re-election, she is part of the. She's clearly in the back pocket of the of the union, and she, yeah, she denies that, but but she was endorsed by the union. She's on the Apple ballot, and if you're on the Apple ballot, I'm immediately I'm immediately skeptical, and for for many reasons, but. Sometimes the Apple ballot gets it right. Sometimes they get it wrong. But in Washington County's case, three of the four candidates on the Apple ballot deserve to be not on the Apple ballot. So anyway, Melissa Williams, during the forum, she was asked a question if she would release her WCTA questionnaire, the Washington County Teachers Association. And so she went into this long this, – this, this bit of a rant and where she said that – she is working to decertify the teachers' union. And I don't know if she said it in jest. You've read the story today, right, Eric? You know what yes, I'm talking about. Yes, I did. About. I okay. did. So I, I made a, a, a video of that today. She was endorsed proudly, and she, she, she shows this endorsement off quite frequently, that she was endorsed by the Teachers' Association, and yet she said she's working to decertify the union. Now, she claims – on her Facebook page, that that is not true. She never said that. That she uh, she's you know she was that I'm lying. That I need to get a hobby. That I'm harassing her. The usual Karen Harshman shtick that we don't buy into. And no, I'm asking her a serious question. I I asked her, do you want to decertify the union? It is on tape. You said that. You said that. It's her words. She said it. She wants. She was endorsed by the teachers' association, but she wants to decertify them. Eric, what are your what are your thoughts? I when you say decertify, like what do you mean? Like okay, because I always thought with a union, like basically the whole point of a union was that the people who wanted to unionize can form a union, and if they have enough people, then the company, basically whoever pay, writes their checks, can't do anything about it. They get to form a union. So are you yeah. telling me that? that a union can be disbanded by the organization that supposedly the union is supposed to protect its employees from? No, that's an interesting question that, that Melissa Williams is going to have to answer. Anyway, she, 
instead of campaigning today, which she never does, and she's very lazy. She's a truly lazy person. Um, she's never prepared for board meetings. She she shows up late, and it's it's a mess. And she <laughs> she's taking the time to respond. You know, she's okay. She answered our questions, but I'm talking like she was like responding left and right all you know for the latter half of the afternoon. And uh, she, you know, what are you doing? Like you're you're not out campaigning. It's a beautiful Sunday afternoon in, in the fall. Why aren't you out knocking doors? Why aren't you out meeting voters? Why aren't you out waving a sign? Why aren't you out doing something that is productive? And you know, she could have sent me a single message on on either through Facebook or through uh, email that no, I don't support that. But she went into this long rant, Eric, how she's. Uh, she feels sorry for me that I'm a deeply troubled person with a deeply troubled past, and that um, you know basically I'm I'm just out. She can't believe that the Board of Education would continue to allow me to get away with this and to ask these questions, and that you know she pretty much said how horrible that I am, and I'm, it, <laughs> she can, uh, she's just not a very smart person. She's not, and. You know, she's had a terrible record. She has no accomplishments on the board of education, and she's running sorry, on. Look, right, I'm I'm only laughing because you keep you, I keep hearing Trump when you're talking. Like, oh, I'm sorry. She's a really horrible person, and like, she's really <laughs> lazy. You know, Rosie O'Donnell. Like, that's what I keep hearing. <laughs> like, I want you to oh. say everything you just said in your Trump voice. Um, oh, <laughs> it's truly a uh, look. I don't understand Rosie, but look. She's a bad guy, okay? Look, I'm a great guy, all right? Smart. I went to the Wharton School of Business, and I have a tremendous brain. I scored bigly on my taxes. Um, <laughs> but, you know, anyway, but all oh, I wanted to tell you, Melissa Williams on Tuesday night, she also said that she supports compulsory dues for the union, meaning that anybody who is a teacher in Washington County should have to automatically pay teachers' union dues. Which I vehemently disagree with. Three yeah, of them didn't, um, the, didn't the Supreme Court already decide that issue? No. So the answer to that is they, when Scalia died, that was the Friedrichs case. Um, I think mm-hmm. it was California versus Free. Uh, and no, they, it was, I think it was a split decision, so it ultimately was reverted back. And that was an issue that we right. lost. Okay. But compul- but compulsory union dues is something that I absolutely disagree with. I mean, if you are in the, you should not be forced to pay union dues to the teachers' association if you are a teacher. I mean, if I were a teacher, I would tell the union to 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 jump off a bridge. No way would I ever join their union. No way, ever. Yeah, I'm I'm absolutely yeah. That that is, it'd be like saying you know. Yeah, I, I, I don't even know how they can do that, like, legally, in all honesty. Like, that's why I'm surprised that it was a split decision. That Maybe. should have been, like, a 9-0 decision, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, if, if, if I – to have my job, I have to pay money to some organization that claims they're going to represent me. Heck, even at the uh, – I mean, think about it. Even at the uh, – um, there's, there's, there's two different police unions, right? There's the Fraternal Order of the Police, and then there's another one. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. Um, but like, you know, and when you have two different unions, basically those two unions, they have different contracts, different benefits and stuff, and people can join one union or the other. 
And so now you cre- now you're using like the free market to basically dictate whoever can actually negotiate the best contracts and the best benefits. They're the one that everybody's going to hop over to. Right. And it's like, well, but to to make somebody pay union dues out of their paycheck when they may or may not have any benefit and they may or may not agree with what the union does. I mean, we have instances here. Okay, in Frederick County, where like the 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 FCTA, the you know how they do the little Apple ballot and they endorse candidates. Well, it turns yeah. out that Cindy's Rose's name wasn't even on the ballot that was given to teachers. So like, and there's only three candidates. So okay, so basically the teachers union said, here, which of these three candidates do you want? And there was three options. Okay, like this is the kind of shit that the the unions do. So like, why would I? If I was a teacher, I wouldn't want to be forced to give them money. Okay. Now, in all honesty, I'd probably just try to take them over um, and then disband the union myself. But see, that's me doing. Yeah, that would be a good idea. That's not the government disbanding it from the outside. But but up in Washington County, they the union is also in collusion with the Tea Party, Uh, and it's it's just it's there's so many weird dynamics. The Republican Club is supporting the three union backed candidates. One of the union backed candidates is named the Stan Stauffer was placed on a performance improvement plan as a teacher at Williamsport High School, my alma mater. I'm alumnus of there, and I had Stan Stauffer as a teacher. And, you know, Eric, I, when I, you know, I, was, I had him in ninth grade, and ninth grade, it's one of those transition years. You come out of middle school, you're, you're just getting to know high school. And I remember I had Stan Stauffer uh, the first semester of my ninth grade year, and he taught government class. And Stan was a heavy union advocate, um, who also happens to be a Republican, and the, the the union is so heavily pushing Stan again. And he ran last time and lost. Um, and he's and this is in 2014. He lost, and he's running again this time. And so he's Stan. When I was a teacher, Eric, I don't know if I'm sure you've had many great teachers and some not so great teachers, but I got to tell you, um, I just I remember. In my classroom, when when Stan Stauffer was teaching, he often he really you know he he made people feel bad about themselves. And if they you know, he would walk around when he handed out report cards, I remember he would call out the grades on the report cards and make fun of students who got lesser grades. Uh, he degraded women. Um, he he talked down to people, and uh, you know I, I saw many girls before in his classroom that were that he, he caused to cry. And look, some students deserved it. Don't get me wrong. But um, Stan Stauffer was a universally disliked teacher. He talked, he talked negatively about students and made fun of them to their face, Eric. I mean, you, I'm talking about a teacher making fun of students to their face. He was also the soccer coach, and he just – I remember him being out in the soccer field. He just – he was horrible. He was just truly a nasty person. And I told you the story about how he – he said something about my mom. She came in for teachers, and he he was kind of a a, a very creepy person. And um, he has I, his own Trump moments. Just, that's what you're telling me. Oh, uh, he's uh, you know he's he's just not somebody that should have been in the classroom that long. Because afterwards, I think after being in the classroom for that long, he he got embittered, and he started to take it out on students. And he was just a not a nice guy. I just he made a lot of students' lives a miserable hell, and it's just he 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 did. But he's running for re-election. Or I'm sorry, he's running for election this year. And uh, I I just encourage people to 
if you're in Washington County and you're listening, the four people that I encourage you to, to support are Peter Bickford, Al Martin, Donna Brightman, and Wayne Ridenauer. They are the four consensus choices. They are supported universally across the board, and they're going, they, they care about policy. They're looking to make a, a strategic difference. Technology is important to them, and they want to create an individualized approach for every student to meet the demands of a 21st century education model. And I, I, I really think that the other three that are running, Stan Stauffer, Melissa Williams, and Linda Murray, Eric, they're controlled entirely by the union. That's, and, and they're disgruntled. They're angry with the system, and that's why they're running. You shouldn't run for school board if you're pissed off at the system and you're angry as a former teacher and you get back on the board and your only goal is to <laughs> is to seek some sort of revenge using whatever little power that you may have. That is – not only is that bo- just completely inappropriate, but it, it's, it, it's a serious problem. Look at Mike Esford, Eric. By the way, yeah. he's never worked out it. He's never even worked out a payment plan. He hasn't worked out a payment plan to pay the school system back the money that he owes as he raked in as a school board member and was found guilty of ethics violations. Well, you and, know, it has only been what a month. I mean, like, you know, well, maybe no, he's, he's uh, you know, maybe he's been in Ocean City for the last month. I mean, give him, you know, give yeah. the guy a break. Like he might need a vacation. Okay. I know. You hounding him all the time. I mean, geez. I know. I know. I, I can't believe that I would ask him to actually fulfill his responsibilities as a board of education member. But anyway, um, you know, we'll wrap this up. Eric, what have you been up to? What have you been doing? Uh, let's see. I built a train table for Zane um, and Arthur. Um, I uh, because I wanted to make something and I wanted an excuse to be outside of my shed. Um, mm-hmm. You know, knock doors for Ami um, all day today, for the most nice. part. Um, see what else I got? You know, I got the. Wednesday show now on WTHU Thor at four been promoting that. Awesome. Um, and, uh, promote that now. I really Tell wish everybody about it. Oh, so, uh, um, I was, I was, uh, I was given the opportunity. Couple, I was asked about a month ago or so if I wanted to have my own like terrestrial radio broadcast show. And, uh, it was from a station called uh, WTHU AM 1450, the broadcast out of Thurmont. And so now I have my own show to talk about, uh, what I want to talk about. So I've been, um, you know, what I, the way that I've modeled the show is I'm trying to talk about stuff that's, you know, in Frederick County, stuff that matters for Frederick County and not just political stuff, but like the news, like what are our elected representatives doing at all levels? You know, I go to Brunswick, um, you know, I've been trying to do what I can to cover Brunswick, covering the County council, the board of ed, uh, Thurmont, um, you know, all of the kind of like, you know, that local news that people don't really have any other mechanism for getting, you know, other than yeah. crappy Facebook memes. And so, um, you know, I'm trying to, so like, so I got two hours. Um, I actually spent a little bit of time on Friday um, working on some new transition music because uh, obviously, you know, normal talk radio stations don't have my style of music. So I butchered up a bunch of metal songs and have, uh, <laughs> and, and that'll be my new intro music. So yeah, yeah. I've been having fun with it. Um, you know, I'm hoping to, uh, I'm hope I'm hoping to build this out and kind of, you know, I only do it once a week, Wednesdays, um, but uh, I'm hoping someday to, you know, build it out and make it a little more uh, popular, maybe move up to like two days a week. Well, I'm proud of you, Eric. You're doing a great job. A lot of, <laughs> I've heard yeah. tremendous compliments, um, and and look, in the words of Donald Trump, you've made it bigly. 
You've made it bigly. <laughs> yeah, so. I, I made it. <laughs> yeah, you know, some you know some people, you know, their shows are so bad they end up leaving terrestrial radio and going back to the internet. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, yeah. you know, fortunately for me in this case, I was able to actually do the opposite. I was able to go from, you know, basically, you know, guest hosting in an internet show to my own broadcast show on terrestrial radio. Well, you know, you can, I'm glad you still find time to contribute to a minor detail as our, as our editor. You have to now because you are official with business cards. So, um, yes. you know, please. Some of my business yeah. cards run out, I have to. And uh, just remember, you have to thank Elise for letting for her letting me do this. I know, and I and Elise is wonderful. And you have to thank Kim for letting me do this because she, uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's certainly important family time that we do give up, and we do it because we like doing this. And if it ever gets boring, we'll stop. Um, let's see. For me, working every day, um, you know, it's it's I come home <clears throat> from from work and hang out with the family and try to blog occasionally. And we're going to try to pick that up in the next couple of weeks as the election grows uh, nearer and nearer. And uh, went to Deep Creek Lake this weekend. It was a wonderful trip. And, uh, you know, that's that's pretty much it. Eric, our lives are pretty generic. Uh, we're just middle-class white dudes with uh, <laughs> with a little internet, with, with some internet radio time. So, you know, we're... Yeah, well, uh, you know, pers- I, I mean, every, sometimes we do weird things, you know, like next weekend I'm going reenactment camping. So I'm, I'm really looking forward That's to uh, um, I'm really looking forward to fighting and drinking and um, watching the uh, the homonormative behavior around me. Mm. Well, we're uh, next week. I think we're going to go get pumpkins at in Carroll County at a place called Boggers. It's a famous location right outside of Westminster. And that's uh, where the kids want to go, and we'll, we'll, we'll do that. But anyway, um, to, to everyone listening, uh, we're going to wrap it up. It was a pleasure to to talk about some local issues. We'll be back next week. Um, could be a little shorter show, and we'll talk about um, what's happening with elections. And who knows? We could have some big breaking news. Maybe the, the Clinton campaign will be destroyed by WikiLeaks. Or maybe they'll both reveal themselves to be shape-shifting lizard people from Tau Ceti 9. They've already done that during the last election. Um, and I, <laughs> I tweeted today, this this election is nothing – I think it's going to show itself to be one running South Park episode after it's all over. This yeah. is one big South Park episode. So thanks for listening tonight. My name is Ryan Miner. You're with Eric Beasley. You can find us on the web at aminordetail.com, blog talk radio slash a minor detail the this show will be available in podcast format we'll upload it after uh probably tomorrow sometime so uh thanks for listening eric thanks for joining again of course next week ryan all right all right you too eric have a great week bye-bye